It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. This year's Olympics have obviously brought the issue of mental health front and center. Uh, thanks to a number of athletes, including Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka, who have spoken about, out about their own struggles. We've learned what it's like to be in some of those high-pressure situations or dealing with those kinds of issues. I, I think it's helped all of us to have a, a little more grace, a little more kindness and understanding of those uh, dealing with some of those challenges. Uh, in fact, I wanted to go to Simone Biles. I thought she uh, said something interesting in kind of her rounding things out uh, interview yesterday, uh, talking about mental health uh, after she had a great win, a win that was actually a bronze medal. Yeah, well, to bring the topic of mental health, I think it should be talked about a lot more, especially with athletes, because I know some of us are going through the same things and we're always told to push through it, but we're all a little bit older now and we could kind of speak for ourselves. But at the end of the day, we're not just entertainment, we're humans, and there are things going on behind the scenes that we're also trying to juggle with as well on top of sports. And that goes well beyond sports, in my view. We've talked a lot about teens and anxiety and depression, suicidal thoughts, and so on. Uh, And this is not just an an Olympic issue, not just a high-level performer issue. Uh, These are issues that all of us deal with and our young people deal with, especially in the midst of a pandemic, especially getting ready to go back into a new school year. And really pleased to be joined now by Tony Mosier uh, from uh, our friend's over at Choose Mental Health uh, to talk about what are some of these lessons from the Olympics that we can use and apply with our young people, and especially as we get them ready uh, to go back to school. Tony, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. So tell us a little bit about your approach uh, from Choose Mental Health in terms of how you look at our young people and, again, going into this kind of uncertain school year again uh, what are the things as parents, uh, as friends, as neighbors, as teachers, should we be looking at and thinking about when it comes to young people and mental health? Well, my, my heart really goes out to the parents right now because I know many, as they're waiting for this upcoming school year to start, they're looking at their kids, and they've seen their children really off schedule, not just for summer vacation, like most kids are most years, but you add a whole other school year of pandemic-related closures to that. And we have a whole, a whole bunch of kids throughout the nation who really, I think, feel ill-prepared to go back to school. So I, some things that parents can do, um, the first thing that I think is really important would be to really get their kids back into a routine before the school year starts. So that would be, you know, picking a bedtime that's reasonable, a wake-up time that's reasonable, um, helping our children unplug from screens about an hour before bedtime, but being able to forecast this routine and get them back into that structure is going to be incredibly helpful. They may fight you on it, but it's worth the fight. <laughs> they, they always fight you on it. doesn't matter when that is uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I do like that idea of getting that structure into place, some, some certainty. And uh, I know for a lot of us as adults, just having that routine, that certainty uh, allows us to exhale a little bit. And I think, I think that's real vital for our kids. It really is. And, and beyond just getting them back in the routine, 
we need to keep talking with our kids about the need for flexibility. Um, it was said, you know, just because the pandemic, just because we're done with the pandemic doesn't mean the pandemic's done with us, right? right. And so infection rates may rise, closures may happen again. And so talking to our children about the need for flexibility and resilience is really needed right now. So talking about the attributes and challenging your children to develop that mental flexibility. So when something unexpected comes up or there's something challenging, uh, one of the things I like to ask my uh, the kids I work with is, is this a disappointment or a devastation? And we talk about the difference between those two things. And many times we find that our children are reacting to disappointments as if they're devastations. Uh, I think that's, that is a, uh, a crucial conversation right there. And Tony, I love the way that you've frame this. This is is so interesting and so important, I think, for for our young people to understand is, you know, first you're talking about routine and structure, uh, and then you're talking about flexibility and helping our young people recognize that it's, we've been using this all day today, it's it's not about either or, it's the and. It's the, I can have the structure and the discipline and I can respond to new situations that happen uh, and do it in a positive way. Uh, let's let's take a little bit more into this uh, disappointment versus devastation. I think uh, that we really have, again, social media adds to this a lot. Uh, everything's a catastrophe. Everything's a disaster. Everything's a 10 out of 10 on the scale or maybe even an 11. Uh, how do we do that better? How do we get to that conversation? Well, I think it's really just talking about mental health in general. And, you know, research shows, we've said before, that mental health challenges lag years behind you know, traumatic events and disasters. So we're going to still feel the impact of COVID-19 long after the, you know, the infection rates dwindle. And so making it part of your family culture to do check-ins around the dinner table, make it normal to talk about stress and ask about fear or sadness. And there's an old adage that I'll never forget. It's if you don't talk it out, you'll act it out. Mm. And that's so true with our youth. Yeah, that's such a, a critical thing. And uh, I want to come back to this idea you mentioned, Tony, in terms of the the mental health impact uh, being a lagging indicator. I think this is a vital message for parents. Uh, don't think just if the you know if the uh, rates go down and everything goes back to normal at school, uh, don't assume that everything is is right. These are often lagging indicators. Uh, and then I love this idea of having kind of the courageous vulnerability as parents when our to create that space for those conversations. So when our children say, you know, hey, this is a problem, uh, we don't just tell them to buck up or write it out or it'll be okay, but we can say, hey, I, I get that feeling. In fact, I had that at work with my boss today, <laughs> and I wanted, to crawl under the, yeah. I wanted to crawl under my desk and go home. Uh, so yeah. how else can we foster that? How else can we create that space for those kinds of check-ins and, and conversations? Well, I think along with what you're saying, us as parents, oftentimes, you know, we have very high expectations for ourselves, and those can't help but bleed out onto our children. And we all want things to get back to normal and soon, but the need for patience is greater now than it ever has been. Like we mentioned, the lagging indicators, we've just got to be able to give things time. So if your kids go back to school and they're uncomfortable in social situations because they've been so disconnected for so long, it's okay for it to take a little while. If homework and, and schoolwork is still overwhelming for them or grades have dropped during the pandemic and they don't immediate, immediately snap back to where you'd like them to be, that may be okay. It's going to take time. 
for the world to you know get back into the groove of a traditional academic yeah. life. Yeah, so important. Tony Mosier joining us from Choose Mental Health, uh, again, focusing on young people in some really unique and really powerful ways uh, worth checking out today for sure. Tony, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Again, that is just one of those crucial conversations, and uh, Tony Mosier understands that in a really unique and powerful way, and, and is really trying to create space for young people to be able to have those conversations, to get the help they need, to make sure there's the right kind of access there, uh, really deploying a new kind of model uh, to help uh, make that happen. Uh, and to me, those are all just, again, crucial conversations. And I, again, I love the fact that Tony was talking about routine and structure on one hand, flexibility and resilience on the other, and that those are compatible principles. And helping our young people understand that, that's powerful. That's a conversation worth having around the dinner table tonight. I'm Boyd Matheson. That wraps up our number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. When we come back, we'll dive into the infrastructure bill. We'll look at uh, some things happening uh, here locally in politics as well as nationally, and much more to come in terms of how do we get to these crucial conversations on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.